this assembly. I'm going to be reading from Matthew 16, 20 to 20, 21 to 22. I beg your pardon, then I'm going to go to 23. I will read the first two verses to lay foundation, and then I will jump to 23, which is where I am actually going. Now from there, it says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Mm. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, rebuking the Lord, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. And what was Jesus' response? Bible tells us that, but he turned and said to Peter, read with me, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. I bring you the subject that I have titled this morning, The Things of God. Heavenly Father, I stand before you today and I ask that you give me the grace to deliver the word that you have given unto me to your people. May I decrease that you may increase in the name of Jesus. My voice, let it not be heard. Let your voice be heard in the name of Jesus. You have prepared some people for this sermon this morning. May you meet them at that point of need in the name of Jesus. I also pray for those who are listening to us from whichever part of the world that you are listening to us, may you be convicted also in the name of Jesus. The anointing that is prevalent in this auditorium, may it extend to those people who are watching us from wherever. And at the end of this service, let all glory be to you in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Pastor Etifia. Thank you very much. People of God, I'm going to take you on a journey this morning, and I'm going to ask... Hopefully, we'll be able to do this. Now, allow me to put this in proper context to you, or for you, I beg your pardon. This was Jesus speaking to Peter, arguably his favorite disciple. I said arguably. The one that was called first, and in the most dramatic of ways. No other disciple was called in the dramatic way that Peter was called to the ministry. The same Peter that was present on the mountain of transfiguration, the very pleased of the Lord, who was a member of Christ, I tagged it V-I-C, very inner caucus. Because every time Jesus needed to take a few disciples further, he, Peter was one of the ones that he took further. Are you still with me? Mm-hmm. The same Peter, yes, the same Peter. The only disciple that walked on water like Jesus Christ did, albeit briefly. If Jesus was addressing Judas, I would not have been worried. If Jesus was addressing doubting Thomas, I would not have been worried. But he was addressing Peter. You know, as they say, there's something I see when they say, they say, it shock you. 
It shock you. Peter, Jesus addressing Peter like this, it shock you. Let me shock you further. All right? Now, just a few verses before, verse 17 of that same scripture, and if multimedia can help me. No, do you know what? Take me, don't take, let's start from verse 13. Let's start from verse 13 so we understand. The Bible tells us that Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippi. He asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? I thought he had actually answered his own question. Hmm? But let's take it over. So they said, some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah. Others, Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. Go further. He said to them, but who, who do you say I am? And only one person answered. And that was Simon Peter. What did he say? He said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. Ah! This answer pleased Jesus. Do you know that in business world, Jesus made Peter his succession, his successor designate. He just wrote a credential. He just said, for this thing that you have said. On Wednesday, by the mercies of God, we are going to be studying on Peter. Whether he was a rock or he was a reed. Because in the course of studying for this, I realized that there's a whole lot to Peter. And there's a lot of Peter in us. There's a lot as a rock in us. And there's a Peter as a reed in us. Come Wednesday. We'll deal with that on Wednesday. But let's take this forward. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. You know what, Bar-Jonah? Jesus called him by his oriki. You know, when your Okbeto, Okbedele, I know pastor's oriki, but I will not say it here. You know, there's an aunt of mine, the only one who was there when I was born. Doesn't call me by name. Alade. Alade. And you know, she calls it with some passion. Everything that I have, I can give to her. When she calls, she's the only one really that calls me by that name. <laughs> he says, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Now, why? So what is going to happen to you consequentially because you redid this? He says, and I say to you, you are who? Peter. One. And you are what? And on this rock. Two. I will build my church. Three. And the gates of hell. Four. Shall not prevail against it. Go on. Go on. Give me. Five. I will give you the king kings to the kingdom of heaven. Six. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound. Seven. And whatever you losing on earth will be what? Eight. Eight in verse 17. And then all of a sudden in verse 23. Just how many verses down? Peter the rock became Peter the Satan. 
Are we talking this morning? In the twinkling of an eye, the rock became the Satan. The same Simon Bar of Jonah, full of revelation, the possessor of the keys of heaven, the loosener, the binder, and suddenly became an offense. He didn't even call him Satan. He said, you are an offense to me. Get behind me. Imagine, Pastor Etefia introduced me. And then I turned to him. And I said, get behind me. You are an offense to me. Why? Simple. Because verse 23 of that scripture tells us that Either advertedly or inadvertently, Peter paid more attention to the things of men rather than the things of God. It looked like a small thing. It's like my senior pastor going to where God has asked him to. And I'm trying to save him, me, thinking in my own understanding. And then he turns to me and he says, Pastor Yomi, you are an offense to me. Because you are barring me from doing what God has asked me to do. The first thing I need to, before we crucify Peter, hmm, I want to ask you as a church, or ask the person sitting on your seat, what are you mindful of? What are you mindful of? Are you mindful of the things of God? Or you are mindful of the things of men? I do a lot of traveling. And I see people. You want to get onto a plane? You want to eat? Any small thing? And then you post. What are you mindful of? Church. What are you mindful of? Are you mindful of the things of God or the things of men? Let me first say something to you. No matter how anointed you are, you can still get it wrong. Boy, you can get it wrong. You can get it wrong. You can get it wrong. I see something said by men of God and I shiver and I shrink. And these are otherwise celebrated men of God. I don't want to start talking so that you understand. But you read them. And you ask, is this the same? Is this the same Bible? I don't want to take anybody on. But we must tell the truth. Somebody said, Angels are crediting accounts. Hello. Hello. Let me not go there this morning. Let me not go there this morning. <laughs> Look, let me say something. The Bible is replete with many anointed men of God whose anointing failed when it mattered most. For Moses, it was anger. Very anointed. But his anger failed him. For Samson and David, it was a fairer sex. Anointing does not fix character. 
anointing doesn't fix character. No matter what. Anointing doesn't fix character. Bible says that the gift of God is without repentance. So he, God can give you a gift and you can be going to hell. You can be raising people up from the dead and you yourself, you are dead. So don't let anybody mislead you. Some people run all over the place. There's a church there, there's a dude there. They're giving out a candle, they're giving out candle, they're giving out... Hello. Are you reading your Bible? Hello. Do you understand what is in your Bible? And you're running all over the place. May you not run to a place that... The hand of God cannot reach you. You better be careful the kind of covering you have over your head. Otherwise... Mm. Interpret that to somebody who doesn't understand you. Waka waka. Character is fixed by discipline. Character is fixed by what? Not by drinking anointing oil. Not even by prayer. It is by discipline. It is by discipline. So first point, if you discipline yourself, you keep your character in check. If they don't like this. Hey. Bible says, let he who stand take heed, lest he what falls. It says, by strength no man shall prevail. If you rub your nose hard enough, blood will come out. No matter how anointing you are. If you are jaywalking in some places, God help you. And God help me too. Amen. <laughs> now let us start this morning with the church of God. Because and the body of Christ, especially in Nigeria. Since God said the judgment will start from the house of God. Can we tell ourselves some bitter truths this morning? Unfortunately, even the church seems to be minded with the things of men. Than the things of God. This church that is supposed to be the pillar and the ground of truth. The conscience of man is more concerned with appearances. Why, when the letter killeth, but the spirit does what? Gives life. Today, the effectiveness and the impact of a church is measured by its size. By the number of men of influence that is there. By how modern and avant-garde their car park is. Today, a church's effectiveness is determined by how many private jets the church, the pastor has. A pastor that is working hard and slaving for the people, spending the money of God's rights. People don't like that one. They want somebody with a lot of influence who goes around strutting, telling you I have three, four private jets. I don't want to come for somebody this morning. So I'm trying to keep quiet. But where is the church of God in all of this? The church of God itself. We no longer pursue vigorously the salvation of souls driven by the matchless love of God but seek the recognition and power that men give. Bible says Jesus considered himself of no reputation. I'm a reputation manager. That means I'm not selling my products. 
But that's what Jesus says. He says, I am of no reputation. Paul said, I am all things to all men. So that Christ be formed in them. So why is the church so desirous of the applause of men? The church of God has joined the rat race. Hustling, like we call it. Where are our proud fathers who spoke truth to power? What example is the church setting today? I thank God for the few men of God who are still speaking out against injustice and poor governance in this land. Despite whatever they can do to them. Men of faith who have refused to soil their cassocks or bend their collars for a bowl of pottage at the king's table. I want you this morning to please join me in saluting those men wherever they are. It is a lonely journey. They are not celebrated enough. Yes, you can stand up for them. Let them hear wherever they are. Who will speak to the king and say, I don't care how much you are giving me this morning. In full of the things of God, you will walk in purpose and you will walk in vision. Give me Ephesians 2, 10, the New Living Translation. Ephesians 2, 10. Are you ready with me? Uh, For what? Read with me. We are God's masterpiece. Do the good things he planned for us when? Today? Yesterday? Last week? He said before you were born, I knew you. So if you are mindful of the things of God, you must walk in purpose. Why has God created you? Give me Second Timothy 1 9. Let me just drive this home. It says here, New King James, who has saved us and called us with what? Oh, please, church, help me now. Called us with what? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us. Oh my God, help me, church. Given to us what? Before began he knew before I was born that on the today's what 15th of August 2021 I will be preaching here he knew he knew the topic that I will be preaching even though I did not even know there are some who were born in the other faith but God knows let me, let me take it further with you. Philippians 2.13. Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you both to what? And to do what? His good pleasure. So walk in purpose. Walk in vision. I can, that I can take a sermon on, on its own. But let's take it further. Two, be be spiritually discerning. For you to be mindful of the things of God, you have to be spiritually discerning. Romans 8, 5 to 7. Give me Romans 8, 5 to 7. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6. For to be carnally, carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded 
is life and peace. Now, who wants to choose death today? Who would like to choose death today? But who would like to choose life and peace? And it's telling you that you must be spiritually minded. Take it further, seven. Because the kind of mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. You can't use the marking scheme of Neko to mark Waek. Chichawa. Chichawa. Am I right? They set paper for you when we're in school. Man of God. We're in school and we had an exam. So, at the end of it, God tell you, told you to go and tell him that you are not going to say, ah, which kind of God is that? I didn't hear you. If some of you were Abraham, you forgot Dumbu Isaac long time ago. You have killed him for nothing. You would have been charged for murder. Because God said, don't kill him again. He said, ah, no. I'm going to tell you something. What did I do now? <laughs> ah, the Bible tells us that he was the one who was on the right that went to. He said, today you'll be with me. I have not read where somebody sitting on the left went to paradise. So. Anyway, we'll take that to the pastor's meeting. Me, I'm on the left. You, Steve, you are laughing. You are even in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what you know I I can arguably say that I'm the closest person to him in this church you see pastor I've seen him cry I've seen him break down I've seen him at his weakest point it takes a special kind of reckoning for yourself to let you know and recognize every time that this is still my spiritual father. Despite. So, I have to, and he's not God, though. make no mistake, he's not God. I'm just giving you an example. I have to switch when he's talking to me as a friend and a brother or when he's talking to me as my pastor. When he's talking to me as my friend and my brother, I can, in quotes, even rebuke him if we don't agree on something. But when he's talking to me as my spiritual father, I have to take dressing. My biggest struggle, and it's not a struggle as such, was to make sure that I don't get over familiar with him. And if you doubt me, come and be sitting here every Sunday. Hallelujah. Does that give you an example of what I'm talking about? Give me Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Or before we get there, Isaiah 55, 8. Isaiah 55, 8. Just so that I can drive this home. Isaiah 55, 8 talks about his ways are not our ways. If you can't get there, don't go there. And all that. And then, in yeah, my thoughts are not your thoughts. No, my ways, your ways, says the Lord. Isaiah 50, Ecclesiastes 12, 13 talks about the end of this matter is fear God 
right? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is man's all. Number four, remain humble. Because in Galatians, uh, in, 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 in Peter, 1 Peter 5, 6, he says, humble yourselves under the mighty... Are you there? First Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. You cannot be doing the things of God if you are proud. If you are proud, you cannot. No way can you be doing the things of God. So, the farther you go in your Christian walk, the more humble you should become. We have a good example in the man of God, Pastor Adeboye. Do you see his meekness? This is a man that has, you know, he superintends over a church all over the world. But he, I read somewhere that he said, God told him, if I see an ounce of pride in you, I can replace you. He took him to the beach and said, you see this sand on the beach? I have many more like that. Remember, I think it was the man of God, Elijah, who said, I'm the only one. God, the, 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 God, the God said, he said, I have how many... 7,000. No matter how unique you think you are, you look at your DNA, you think you are unique. God has 7,000 more of you. Let me tell you, if you don't do his work, he will raise another person. And if you don't do his work, he will raise evil stones. Now, practice the fruits of the Spirit, and I'm going to talk to you about Genesis, Galatians 5, 22, 26. Uh, What are the fruits of the spirit? It is what? Love, joy, peace. Come on now. Oh yeah, let's start again. But the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It says against all of this. Yeah, let's go on. Gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no... Hallelujah. Clap for God. I don't want to talk too much about what are the things of men. You know them. Pride. Envy. Jealousy. Anger. Wrath. Malice. Gossip. Some people, then they keep malice even with themselves. He said, how? He said, I'm not talking to myself today. Licentiousness. There's a funeral some weeks ago and all of you saw it. You saw it. And I kept on thinking about it. What is this? What is this? What is this? You know, this man is a great man. I don't have any problem with that. But guess what? Bible says that we should be careful so that our good is not spoken evil of. If we are doing something and evil or the thing of men, people have a right to spend their money whichever way. But if we are mindful of the things of God, Bible tells us that not everything that is lawful is what expedient. Well, let's take this further so that I can quickly bring it to a close. How can we be more mindful of the things of God? Simple. By reordering our priorities. Did you hear me? How can we be more mindful 
of the things of God. By reordering what? Our priority. Put God first. Put the things of God first. Matthew 6, 21 tells me that where a man's treasure is, there his heart will always be. You are what you think about the most. If you think about something consistently, check it. You are that. Because that's where your treasures lie. If your treasures lie with the things of God, then you should think more about those things. The primary thing that God has asked us to do is love. How much of love, God's love is in you and I. If we do not love God, we cannot love our fellow beings. If the things of the world still excite you uncontrollably, then you must relearn God, re-know God, and reconnect with God. If the things of the world still excite you uncontrollably, Many years ago, when I used to travel and I'm on a plane and I find people buying things on the plane, I wonder how did they have money because by the time I get onto that plane, last couple of my power plane, if that plane, if that flight is delayed, because there's no money in my pocket. I bought all that the money can buy. If I can even take another person's money, join, I'll buy I'm coming from a trip. All I bought for myself, a pair of slippers, rubber slippers. You know why? I looked at everything and it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. We have many more clothes than we can ever wear. We have many more shoes than we can ever wear. Some of us have many more cars than we can ever drive. We have many more rooms in our house than we can ever live in. I've not found somebody who slept in two or three beds in a night. The best you do is only one. You can't ride more than one car at a time. All is what? Vanity. Vanity upon vanity. All is vanity. So my message to you this evening. The deeper you are with Christ, the farther away you ought to be from the world. If God were to call you home today, how right are you with him? Will he find you mindful of the things, of his things, more than the things of men? This message is more poignant for me, considering this week that we'll say farewell to one of our sisters. I'll leave the senior pastor to come and do that. And you know all about that. She, we are no better than her. It's only the mercy of God that has made us to prevail, that makes us to be sitting where we are sitting. And not where she's lying. So I ask you today. If God came for you today. Forget about how she passed. We're all going to die one day. One, sooner or later we're going to die. If we lay her to rest. The question is who's next? Are you next? Am I next? How much more time do I have? How much more time do you have? You are here this Sunday. Can you vouch that you are going to be here next Sunday? But if God came, what are you mindful of? Are you mindful of his things? Or you are mindful of the things of men?
This is a call for all of us to reorder our priorities, wherever you are. I speak to yourself, I speak to you, and I speak to myself. It is not important. It is not important to God. If it's not important to God, he will not allow us to drop it. It's time for us to reassess our commitments to him and his work. Many are called, but few are chosen. What excuse are you still parading for not doing the work of God? What excuse are you still carrying for not living in purpose and in vision? What excuse are you still carrying for not aligning yourself to the plan that God has for you? I want to make a call today. And I'm going to ask you to please stand. I'm going to make a call today. For the following categories of people. Can I have some... Give me something. Give me something. Some music. I want to make a call of rededication today. Grace Assembly. I want you to examine yourself. I like it the way... When we are taking communion. Even when we seem to be doing the right thing. But with the wrong motive. This morning... The categories of people I'm going to reach out to. If you are not sure of your standing with God. Say if I were to die now. I don't know if I would go to heaven. I want you. To begin to come. Just lift up your hand. Just talk to God. Don't mind anybody. This is church. Is this house of God. Is salvation in here. Somebody who has a lost feeling. Second category of people. You have a lost feeling. You just don't know where you are. And you're asking God, help me today. Whether you're listening to me online or you're in this auditorium, God, help me. I am just lost. I no longer connect with God. I used to, but I'm no longer connect with him. The third category of people, if you know God has sent you on a mission, and yet, you are still prevaricating. I want you to join them. Or, number four, I want to start afresh with God. I know you. I used to know you. I used to be there. I used to be spiritual. I used to be discerning. I used to be humble. But somehow or the other, I've lost all my way. And then the final category of people, I don't even know God at all. Pastor, I don't even know what you're talking about. I hear people saying that they're born again. But I don't know what it means. Those five categories of people. I want you to just lift up. If you fall in any one of them, just lift up your hand. I'm not going to call you to come out. But you call you are in any one of them. I'm not going to ask you to come out. I just want to pray with you this morning. Wherever you are. I fall in one category here. I am lost. I no longer connect with God. Just lift up that hand this morning and God is asking you. He wants you to come back home. He said, please come back home, my child. Like the prodigal son, come back home. I want to be more mindful of the things of God, not the things of men. God is calling you back home. God is calling you back home. Say, come back home. Come back home. Come back home. Let's take that song. Take that song. Take that song. I give you my soul I live for you alone Every breath that I take 
Hallelujah. 